taking the time to be with us today. It is still Christmas. In spite of what the world around us says, in spite of what the calendar says, it is still Christmas. And in fact, the whole idea of God coming to be with us is as old as time itself. And so this morning we will hear from the Gospel of John just how timeless the idea of Christmas, the idea of God with us truly is. And we will do that as we worship together. And in order to do that, we begin by standing as you are able and sharing our need for God and hearing the promise of forgiveness. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, who sends the word with angels, who is made flesh among all peoples, and who breathes peace in all the earth. Amen. Amen. In Christ, we are bold to name our sin and cry out for peace. Holy God, we confess our sin before you. We replace compassion with competition. We seek what is mighty while ignoring the meek. We are quick to anger, but slow to forgive. We have not put on love in harmony with you. Wrap us in the grace of your powerful word. Swaddle our hearts with your peace that all we do in word and deed may reflect your love born among us. Amen. I bring you good news of great joy for all people. God has come among us in the child born of Mary, Christ the Lord. In Christ, your sins are forgiven and you are clothed in peace. Amen. Yeah. 
together. Almighty God, you have filled all the earth with the light of your incarnate word. By your grace, empower us to reflect your light in all that we do. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The first reading is from Jeremiah, chapter 31. God promises to bring Israel back to its land from the most remote parts of exile. In Zion, Israel will rejoice over God's gift of food and livestock. Young women will express their joy in dancing. God will give gladness instead of sorrow. A reading from Jeremiah. Thus says the Lord, Sing aloud with gladness for Jacob, and raise shouts for the chief of the nations. Proclaim, give praise, and say, Save, O Lord, your people, the remnant of Israel. See, I am going to bring them from the land of the north, and gather them from the farthest parts of the earth, among them the blind and the lame, those with child and those in labor together. A great company, they shall return here. With weeping they shall come, and with consolations I will lead them back. I will let them walk by brooks of water in a straight path in which they shall not stumble. For I have become a father to Israel, and Ephraim is my firstborn. Hear the word of the Lord, O nations, and declare it in the coastlands far away. Say, he who scattered Israel will gather him and will keep him as a shepherd a flock. For the Lord has ransomed Jacob and has redeemed him from hands too strong for him. They shall come and sing aloud on the height of Zion, and they shall be radiant over the goodness of the Lord, over the grain, the wine, and the oil, and over the young of the flock and the herd. Their life shall become like a watered garden, 
and they shall never languish again. Then shall the young women rejoice in the dance, and the young men and the old shall be merry. I will turn their mourning into joy. I will comfort them and give them gladness for sorrow. I will give the priests their fill of fatness, and my people shall be satisfied with my bounty. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. The second reading is from Ephesians chapter 1. In Jesus, all of God's plans and purposes have been, have been made known as heaven and earth are united in Christ. Through Jesus, we have been chosen as God's children and have been promised eternal salvation. A reading from Ephesians. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, just as he chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless before him in love. He destined us for adoption as his children through Jesus Christ, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, that he freely bestowed on us in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace that he lavished on us. With all wisdom and insight, he has made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure that he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to gather up all things in him things in heaven and things on earth. In Christ we have also obtained an, an inheritance, having been destined according to the purpose of him who accomplishes all things according to his counsel and will, so that we, who were the first to set our hope on Christ, might live for the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you had heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and had believed in him, were marked with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. This is the pledge of our inheritance toward redemption as God's own people to the praise of his glory. Word of God, word of life. The Gospel according to John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life. 
and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, this was he of whom I said, he who comes after me ranks ahead of me because he was before me. From his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God the only Son who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. This is the gospel of our Lord. Thanks be to God. In Jesus' name, amen. On Christmas Eve, many of us stood in this very place, and held a lighted candle up as we sang, Christ the Savior is born, and Jesus Lord at thy birth. We sang about a Lord and Savior being born, a tiny infant in humble and dangerous surroundings, in the hustle and bustle of the Roman tax season amidst the smelly animals, one of which had to give up a feeding trough for the baby's bed. That's what we were singing about and celebrating a week or so ago. The birth of a baby. Oh, a very special and unique baby, to be sure, but a baby nonetheless. And we're pretty good at that. After all, lots of us have had a good bit of experience with babies. We enjoy babies. The birth of a baby, a new bundle of joy, is certainly cause for celebration. But now, with the packages all being opened, the cards all read, maybe the decorations put away in lots of homes and the company gone. Do we ever get to this point of the year and say, that's it? 
after all the rush and the preparation and the hustle and bustle in our community, do we all uh, often get to this point and say, is that really all there is to Christmas? Maybe in spite of the five pounds that we might have put on with our Christmas goodies, some of us may be feeling a little empty and hungry for more, especially now, especially having just gone through a year like we have gone through, a year when so many things happened that we thought never would happen. So many things that we thought were nailed down have started coming loose that we, we find ourselves at least a little bit worried, if not somewhat in a state of shock. I mean, we're still trying to pick up the pieces of the storms that occurred over the last couple of years. We're still looking around, hoping to find something that we can trust something that will last for us into the coming year and the years yet to come. I read in a pastor's blog this week where he was talking about sitting in church, listening to the choir as the offering was being collected, when an usher came down the side aisle and handed him a note that had been placed in the offering plate. The note read, I have nothing to offer today but the hope for a better tomorrow. And the pastor said, you know, that just about says it all. That just about says it all, not only for the one who wrote the note, but all for the rest of us whose recent life experiences have left us with that very same kind of thought. Do we have anything to offer that will bring hope for a better tomorrow? Do we have something that will last beyond the hustle and bustle of a quick celebration? Certainly we, of all people, do have that something to offer. And it is faith. Not faith in any particular political or economic system. Not faith in anything that we could do on our own. But yet it is still faith in something wonderful. Something mysterious. A miracle that is beyond human understanding. We look for ways to understand and express it. And sometimes it takes a child to help us see the meaning of it. She was five years old. She was sure of her facts. And little Sharon recited them intently, very slowly, as if every single word was a revelation. She said, they were so poor, they only had peanut butter and jelly sandwiches to eat as they went a long way from home without getting lost. The lady rode a donkey, the man walked, and the baby was inside the lady. 
They had to stay in a stable with animals. Shepherds came, and you could pet the sheep, but you couldn't feed them. And then the baby was born. And do you know who he was? And her eyes got big as saucers, and she said, The baby was God. And she burst out laughing and jumped up and whirled around and dove into the sofa and buried her face in the cushions. Surely, that's the kind of response that is proper and right for the good news of Christmas. The baby was God in the flesh, come to earth. The wonder of it, the joy of it. Little Sharon's inability to restrain herself is certainly a proper way to respond to this awesome mystery of the Word become flesh, the one who existed before anything else existed, the one who was with God before he was with us, came to be with us. God, born to be like us. So no longer can we say that our God does not know what it's like to bundle up against the cold or have to flee to another country or to feel the betrayal of a friend or grieve the loss of a loved one or fear suffering and death. No, our God has truly walked the human walk. God's word of love has taken flesh. The hope for the world and for our lives is given to us to offer to the rest of the world as hope for a better tomorrow. It is our hope because now we don't have to wonder what God's intention is toward us and toward the world. Jesus has come to show us who God is and how God feels about us. The writer of Ephesians says this, that God destined us for adoption. To be adopted as children of God. That's why God came. To adopt us. To demonstrate the depth of God's love for us. The God who created the heavens and the earth loves us enough to adopt us, and there is no darkness that can ever put out the brightness of that love. So no matter how small or how insignificant we might feel, no matter how lost or lonely, no matter how hopeless we might feel, we have the promise of Emmanuel. God is with us always. God came to be what we are in order that we might become like what God is. People full of light and truth 
and grace. And so our Gloria in Excelsis Deo should not disappear with our Happy New Year's wishes. Because John tells us that the God who came in Jesus Christ still comes. If we hunger for more than just a a quick burst of Christmas, if the parties and the gifts and the family gatherings, if they pass too quickly, as wonderful as all that might be, take heart. It's still happening now. There is more to come. Christmas comes every day as we open up our lives like a manger. Christ will come and fill us. And then Christmas begins to spread as we gift one another, not with another tie or a sweater or a computer game, but with the same gift that we have been given, the light of God's love born in us. John tells us that the Word existed before anything else. The Greeks called that word the Logos, something they believed existed before anything else and brought everything else into being. Except it wasn't a something. It was a someone who existed before anything else, and that someone, that word, was Christ. So Christmas still comes as that word takes flesh in us and among us. It's no mistake that this sharing of the word, sharing of God's love, begins as we share words with each other. Words about how we feel. Words about what we believe. Words about what we fear, what we need, what we long for. When you hear how I feel, when I hear what you believe, we begin to make connections with each other. There's a musical term for that. It's called resonance. Pastor Clayton Schmidt of Columbia, South Carolina, says that in his living room, on opposite sides, are two musical instruments, a piano on one side and a bass fiddle on the other. And he says if he goes into that living room and he plays that low E note on the piano loudly, a miraculous thing begins to happen on the opposite side of the room. Without ever touching it, without any manipulation at all, that deep low note begins to vibrate inside that bass and with that string. The bass hears something that it recognizes throughout the air and begins from deep within to echo that same sound. So it is with us and our words that we share with one another. We resonate, we connect with each other. And those words that are full of grace and truth and light begin to help spread Christ among us as the light of Christ's love takes flesh once again. 
That's the way that God intended it from the very beginning with the very first word coming to be with us. In the play Green Pastures, which ran on Broadway for many years, the playwright Mark Connolly, toward the end of the play, has a very meaningful and memorable scene. The Lord God is looking down from heaven and and being very anxious about the state of the world and and how confused and, and broken the world is. The angel Gabriel comes in with his horn tucked up under his arm and and he sees God's dilemma. And so he he licks the mouthpiece of that horn like he's getting ready to use it. And he asks, Lord, has it come time for me to blow the trumpet? And the Lord God says, no, no, don't touch that trumpet, not yet. But he still continues to ruminate over everything that's happening down on the, on the earth. And so Gabriel asked the Lord again if what he plans to do, will he send somebody to, to the situation? And Gabriel has lots of suggestions. He says, how about another David or, or, or another Moses? You could send one of the prophets like Isaiah, Jeremiah. We got a lot of good prophets up here. How about one of them? And without even a second look toward Gabriel, The Lord God says, I'm not going to send anybody. This time, I'm going myself. It's not over. The good news still resonates among us, full of grace and truth. It is hope for the world. The baby was God. The word of the Father's love in the flesh. Now and forevermore. Joy to the world. Amen.
please stand if you are able for the prayers of our church. Joining our voices with the heavenly host and Christians throughout time and space, let us pray for the church, the world, and all in need. You make yourself known in the gift of language in diverse forms. Draw our attention to those who communicate through sign, braille, and technology. Make your church a place where all methods of communication are celebrated. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Creating God, the sun greets us anew each morning. Thank you for waking us up today to witness and share your abundance. Awaken us always to your wisdom and deepen our care for your natural world. Merciful God. Emmanuel, in your name we are assured that you are with us. Train nations and peoples to honor and respect one another, especially those whose names and identities have been mistreated, neglected, or oppressed. Merciful God. You adopt us as your beloved ones. Accompany parents and children navigating the adoption process, especially those in the foster system. Sustain those struggling with infertility or pregnancy loss. Tenderly embrace all in need in mind, body, or spirit, especially Susan Bayman, Jesse Brock, Janice Daly, Gay Green, Debbie Hackett, Roberta Hardy, Alberta Holden, Meryl Holden, Paul Letts, Judy Nelson, Mary Lou Schofield, Lisa and Roger Strong, Bill Sutton, and Ron Wagner, and those on our lips and in our hearts. Merciful God, receive our prayer. You journey with us through change. Guide those assuming new roles in this congregation or making transitions in their families, workplaces, or communities. As the seasons and the calendar change, equip us for unexpected challenges. Merciful God, receive our prayer. We give you thanks for your leading us to lives of loving service. Hear us now as we boldly come to you with our personal prayers. Merciful God, receive our prayer. As we begin this new year, increase our trust in your promise to be with us. Fill our hearts with courage and our mouths with praise. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Rejoicing in your word made flesh among us, we commend these prayers to you, confident of your grace and love made known to us in Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. And also with you. And for those of you worshiping with us at home, we extend Christ's peace to you, and we receive the same from you. So now may we exchange a sign of Christ's peace. Peace, peace. God's peace. Peace.
Those of you worshiping with us online, we invite you and welcome you to join us in this meal of new life and, re and reconciliation. We invite you to prepare your bread and cup and then to offer the bread with the words, the body of Christ given for you, and with the cup, the blood of Christ shed for you. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give them thanks and praise. It is our duty and delight that we should everywhere and always offer thanks and praise to you, O God, through Jesus Christ, who calls us to follow his way of humble service and love. And so with the church on earth, all creation and the host of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Then after supper he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for them to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. That is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. All are welcome to share in this meal. In Christ's manger, at Christ's table, come, see what God makes known to us.
love, strengthen us to share your love with all the world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Again, we welcome you to worship today, not only here in this place, but also online. We're so glad that we have the capability to uh, come to you in your home or wherever you're watching. And we thank you for taking the time to be with us. And most importantly, thank you for taking the time to be with our Lord and Savior. There are lots of changes coming uh, throughout the uh, life of this congregation, and one of those changes is... Uh, a new uh, administrative assistant, and so we want to welcome uh, Carrie Ludworth. She's a longtime member of our congregation, and we welcome her to be our new administrative assistant. And just so you know, the office hours will change a little bit. It will be Monday through Thursday, 9 to 12. So if you need uh, assistance in the office, just be reminded that it's Monday through Thursday, 9 to 12, instead of 9 to 3. We're also looking to expand the staffing of our technology, uh, not only for this service as we stream it, but also for the other service, the 11 o'clock service, where we need um, sound technicians. I know everybody says, oh, I can't do that. I might break something, you know. But it's pretty foolproof. All you, do, all you need is a little training, and that will be provided. So if you would like to be a part of the sound crew or operate our cameras or the computer, Please let us know. We'll be glad to add you to our staff. Now, please stand as you are able and hear this assurance of grace. God has always loved you. God loves you now, and God will love you forever. This is the good news that comes to us at Christmas. The good news that God put in place from the very beginning. It is the promise that gives us hope. And so we go forth boldly, trusting that God will continue to bless us and keep us, that God's face will continue to shine on us with grace and mercy. God will look upon us in faith and give us peace. Amen. Amen. Thank you. 
Thanks, Thanks be to God. God.